chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinance of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick, and the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant, and over it the cherubims of glory shattering the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. The first covenant had a worldly sanctuary. In other words, it was made of materials of this world. It was made up of earthly materials. The sanctuary was called the holy place. The tabernacle proper was a big gold box, 30 cubits long, which is about 45 feet long, 10 cubits wide, which is about 15 feet wide, and 10 cubits high, which is about 15 feet high. It was divided into two sections. The first was the holy place in which there were certain articles of furniture, the table of the surebread, and the golden lampstand. Then in the background was the golden altar, the altar of incense, which speaks of prayer. In the Holy of Holies, which was separated from the holy place by a veil, and to which only the high priest could enter, there were two articles of furniture. There was the ark, which was a box made out of gopher wood and overlaid inside and out with gold. And on top of the ark was a highly ornamented top called the mercy seat. This was where the blood was placed for the sins of the people and for the sins of the high priest. And Aaron's rod that budded, this speaks of the death and resurrection of Christ, because it was a dead rod and life came into it. And the tables of the covenant speaks of the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled all the law. Of which we cannot speak particular. Paul is simply saying that he chooses not to dwell on the tabernacle, because what he really wants to emphasize on is the priesthood. After the old covenant tabernacle was in place, the priests always went in the first tabernacle. The ritual of the tabernacle never brought the people into the presence of God. The high priest went into the holy of holies alone. Yom Kippur, 
the great day of atonement was the day that the high priest went into the holy of holies with blood to place on the mercy seat for his sins and for the sins of the nation of Israel. This event was done once a year and it caused Israel to be accepted to God for another year. This event was repeated year after year. But under this covenant, the right for everyone to enter the very presence of God was not yet granted. Only the high priest could enter the very presence of God. Verse 11 says, but Christ. Oh, I like that. But Christ, through our great high priest, Jesus Christ, have come good things. What good things? Jesus entered into the holy place, which is the most holy place, which is the holy of holies, once. The correct rendering here when it says holy place is the most holy place, which is the holy of holies. Jesus entered in the holy of holies once with his own blood and obtained eternal redemption for us. A greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. This tabernacle is not made with earthly goods. It is a heavenly tabernacle. Ooh, glory to God. Verses 13 through 26. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer Sprinkling the unclean, sanctify it to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the debt of the testator. And for a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator live. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God had enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission." It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entering into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entering into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Now, in this passage, the word blood occurs nine times, expressing the great importance of it. Blood was very important in both the Old and New Testament. Under the Old Covenant, the blood of animals took care of the people's sins for a year at a time. Under the New Covenant, the shed blood of Jesus Christ took care of all sins, past, present, and future, once and forever. 
Verse 26 again reads, For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Listen, it is as simple as this. Jesus came to earth under the law and brought an end to the law age and instituted a new age called the age of grace. Verses 27 and 28. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. The Living Bible says it best. It reads, And just as it is destined that men die only once, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ died only once as an offering for the sins of many people. And he will come again, but not to deal again with our sins. This time he will come bringing salvation to all those who are eagerly and patiently waiting for him. What Paul is simply saying here is that when Christ comes again, it would be without sin unto salvation. In other words, he will complete salvation at that time. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2 drives it home. It reads, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it do not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. <laughs> 